Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Gavin Timms with REI Network. We are back again with another episode. Today is a little random. I've done a little pop-up coaching call, strategy session. I'm going to introduce him here in just a second. Just before we do, if you're interested in working with me, you need any one-to-one help or system setup, go and check out reinetwork.com slash apply. reinetwork.com slash apply. Follow that link. We'll get on the phone and see if we are a good fit. Anyway, right, I'm going to introduce him right now, Edward Palacios. Is that right? Absolutely. Nailed it. Okay, <laughs> great. So I appreciate it. Ed, you go by Ed or Edward? Eddie, actually. Eddie. All right, Eddie. Uh, well, Eddie, I know I just put on the Facebook group, hey, who wants a free? I, I normally do this like once a month. I, you know, do a free strategy coaching call with someone. If someone's available, I call it a pop-up coaching call. So I appreciate you jumping on that and kind of here we are. Eddie, I actually know you a little bit because you're in our accountability coaching group. Right. And I know that we did a role play um, a couple of weeks ago on there live. So I want to talk about that uh, here in a second as well. But anyway, tell us a little bit about you, what's going on, where you're at, and uh, let's take it from there. See how we can help. Absolutely. Started my uh, real estate investing uh, about a year ago, but just became uh, on my own. I was actually working as an acquisitions manager for another guy for a few months. So since January, the beginning of the year, I guess New Year's resolution, if you will. Now I'm on my own, doing my own thing, trying to build you know my systems out with VAs and get familiar with CRMs and all of that stuff. You know, as a little bit more than just investing, there's also logistics in it. Yeah. Yeah, which I think, though, is really good because you've learned, obviously, one of the main skills with being on the phone in an acquisition role. You were doing deals in that role, so that's really good. And I think it's a great way to get into the business when you're new. And I think what you're, you probably realize now, I don't want to speak for you, so you you tell me if I'm wrong, um, but you're probably realizing now, actually, there's more that goes into this than maybe you see just as an acquisition manager. Would that be fair? Absolutely. Luckily, I knew the owners. So I did see some of the back end, but it is definitely different whenever you don't have that team standing behind you. And it's a one man show, you know, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So and I think that's good. That right there is good for people to understand because I have it with my acquisition that have been with me and then they go on their own. Right. Which is a natural progression. And I'd say to them, like, if you need anything, I'm here, I'll help you. But this is completely different to what the role you do. You wake up and you focus on one thing every single day. Now you've got 10 other things running. You've got more people involved and you're trying to pull everything together. It's different beasts and and all of them will, you know, have the same struggle. Uh, and it's just something you have to work through. Okay, so good. So you've been on your own. You've been doing this. You know, we had our role play. Um, how's things since kind of, you know, we had the role play. We kind of, I want to say picked it apart. I'd say constructive criticism, yeah. right? How, how's that been going? Uh, definitely definitely better i think um i was following a script 
And really, it was a little bit wordy. I was kind of going straight into creative finance as far as that's kind of what, what my my gig is. And then from there, it'll pivot into trying to, because I just got my real estate license, getting the listing. Then as a last resort, I'll kind of circle back and try to get the, uh, the cash transaction. So now I'm kind of going into it with a little bit of your point pointing out. It was like, kind of go into it, just have a conversation, you know? Yep figure out where they're at and then pivot into whatever scenario they need uh, since I already have those skills. Absolutely. So just to reiterate, you're exactly right. So before you were going in with, I'm going in with this option, regardless of what they need, this is my option. And then I'm going to go on to this option, regardless of what they need. So yeah. what we did was let's go and engage. Let's find out what's going on there. Why? What is, what's happening? And then depending on their answers, we can then go, this is going to best fit this is going to best fit based on what we're getting back from them, right? So for instance, if they're saying, hey, I just got to sell this thing. I really need out of it. I could really do with the money. We already know that offering them a lease option in three years is not going to solve the problem, right? We've got to go cash them out. Can we get some money now? Maybe in owner finance, we get them enough money and all them things that then we could try and solve that problem. So yeah, so that was really good. So glad to see that you're applying that. The other thing was as well, as you said, the script was long. So yeah. you were doing way too much of the talking, yeah. right? And, and we want to flip that. So everyone listening, you know, while you're talking, you're not gathering information. Your job as salespeople or acquisition people, investors, whatever you are, is to ask questions and get the answers, get the client talking. 80% of the conversation needs to be them talking and you listening. And I think, how's that been going? It's definitely closer to that 80-20 them speaking versus me. So that kind of reversed it, kind of getting away from my script. And I know you're more of a outline type person in your philosophy versus a script, uh, scripted uh, type of philosophy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's no secret. That's definitely <laughs> me. Yeah. So um, I, I think questions are better and just engage. You know, I always tell everyone, just think of the, the most natural position that you can get yourself in where you have to have a conversation. And the one that I always use is being at the airport on your own and someone else is at the airport you're sitting at the bar next to each other and a conversation happens and it flows right mm -hmm. that is just the same as being on the phone it's just a conversation it's natural you're asking some questions and it is what it is and try and take that approach and just try and calm down and not try and stay on and, and be too scripted. You know, I, I think, and people in the industry will disagree with me on the whole script thing. It's fine. It's down to opinions, right? Some people need scripts. It's not for me. Uh, it's good for structure. But I also have seen a lot of people when they use scripts, if it doesn't go to script, then all of a sudden it's a disaster, right? Yes. It's like, oh, well, no, that's, you're not supposed to ask me that question, Mr. Seller. That's not, that's not part of what I'm doing right now. Absolutely. So that's the other problem with it as well, is that you can get thrown a curveball and, uh, and then you, you're in a bit of a mess. So good. Okay. So what do you need help with now? We've been working on some stuff and here we are. So moving forward, what is it? What do you need? Well, like we kind of hit on earlier, definitely different being, you know, 
your own individual where you're handling everything versus just coming in and answering the phones and, you know, hitting your callbacks and doing your follow-ups and things of that nature. So really it's kind of developing those systems, that framework, which I know that's exactly what you guys do. Uh, is what, what you're into is that whole systemization, automation of a business. Yeah, absolutely. So give us a, what does yours look like, like right now? What have you got going and where, where are you seeing the holes or the, or the roadblock? Absolutely. So I'm grabbing my, I'm grabbing data from a few different places, prop stream, uh, I'm doing some scraping, some things of that nature. And then I, CRMs are not my best. I'm not the most technical person, but the best one so far that I've found is, uh, is that REI simple. Uh, one. Uh, so I got it, got that probably about a month and a half ago. So kind of learning the systems. Currently, I have a VA making cold calls on my behalf to begin with, FISBOs and Zaps and Ts and things of that nature, different data points. And then if they show interest at all, then at that point, they schedule it on my Google Calendar and then you know, I, I make that phone call at that designated time. And, and where are they making them calls from? In the CRM or outside? Yeah, absolutely. They're, uh, they're a user in my system, so they have full access. Just brought on a guy in Oklahoma who's also familiar and trying to get his feet started. So um, brought him on as a user as well. So making phone calls on his behalf and then they get passed off to him. Got it. Okay. So you've got you've got that. So the, the VA calls, right? You've got the data in REI Simple, absentee, subway owner, got it. We've got a VA call, call in, pre-screening leads. They set them the appointment on the calendar, right? And then the guy in Oklahoma, what is he doing? Uh, he's he's uh, an acquisitions manager, so okay. his calendar gets filled up by the VA as well. Got it. So there's you and someone else working. Yep. Got it. Okay. Then what happens? Uh, we make our phone call, depending on how that conversation goes. Now we need to either do comps or no comps. Okay, when's the follow-up? Schedule a follow-up with the person. And then at that point, I'm using uh, a program kind of like kind of like uh, Slack. So I put the URL in there, put in my notes, and then uh, my VA actually updates the system for me and updates my calendar for me so I can move on to the next phone call. Got it. Okay, good. So you've got that system down. And then, so which, where are you struggling with? So you've got a lot of good stuff in place, right? And, and you've only just started doing it. So now it's repetition and, yeah. and, and you're going to tweak things. But where do you feel that is the hold up right now? Volume, I guess, is kind of just making more and more phone calls. Right now, they're putting maybe about five or so new leads on my calendar. We're getting to that point where now my callbacks are starting to just also fill up my calendar. So I, I guess that's kind of just, you know, catching up because I, I realize that it's going to be a three to six month turnaround really before these these uh, deals start to really uh, come through and turn into contracts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with that. What about, are you using the system for automation? Have you got any like autoresponders and, and things like that set up? I'm not. I am actually kind of just using the um, the follow-up cold, the workflow that's in the system already. But the rest of those types of systems, I'm really not that good with. And we're just now starting to get into a repetition where we can start experimenting and tweaking and doing those yep. things you know yep. sometimes it's actually better in my opinion to actually build your own workflow so you understand it 
right? So we have one there that you can plug into. But the problem is with, with, with automation when you do that is if you don't understand what it's doing, that doesn't help you, right? Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, is that it will start doing triggered items going on and you have no idea. So you just talk to a seller and then all of a sudden, you know, you've clicked to send an automation off and it's gone to that person and it gets into a bit of a mess, right? Yeah. Uh, so sometimes, you know, we can help you with this, show you kind of how to edit them and, and just maybe start with like five basic statuses with five basic automations or workflows that you can build. At least when you understand what it's going to do, that's going to work much better for you, for you when you're thinking about it, right? You know, when you hit it cold, that you know it's going to send a, a text in 30 days or yeah. an email in 45 and then another text in 60 and that might be it. And you understand that and you know if it's warm, it's going to do this. And I only personally like automation on older leads, right? Yeah. Anything that's hot or warm needs to be on your calendar, needs to be you calling or your acquisition, you texting personalized messages to anything that's warm or hot. I only like like automation on the follow-up long-term personally yeah. right the other thing is as well is that on the automation of making an offer you want to make sure that that triggers making offer stop all automation and then obviously just make sure the alert is there for you to to make that offer right so anything of make an offer or following up on a contract i normally have it to where it stops any further automation at that time because again if you're making an offer in a way of, well, not, not necessarily, because you could be making an offer and then it goes into a cold follow-up, right? But if you're making an offer to, that's going to potentially get a contract signed, then again, it's more of that manual, you calling your acquisition, personalization, things like that. Yeah, because that's an active lead at that point. Absolutely. Hands-on. Uh, that was something that I learned with my last position is everything he wanted everything to be automated and you know so nothing fell through the cracks and I, I understood that philosophy but I might be in the middle of a conversation with this person and some random message comes in and kind of screws up the whole sequence and I lose credibility that I have to fight back again and yeah and that's why I don't like it on warm and hot for that reason very manual it's me it's personalized because again your job is to get you know your hots to close your warms to hot your colds to warms yeah. right you, you, yeah. normally very rarely and it does happen you go cold to hot or cold to close yeah. it can happen if a big situation has changed but more than likely you start to see it warm and go through the motions also as well one thing that you could do you're obviously working you know at home right uh, get a whiteboard right yeah. whiteboard and then you do something like pending contracts under contract in closing, right? Yeah. Meaning you're trying to get your pendings to the contracts in, your contracts into close, and then obviously closed, right? In closing means it's in with a buyer, it's set to close, and you're pretty much just on the final waiting for the, the signatures and the money and, and working through them. So I also like to get a visual on that. So I teach clients as well, you know, and, and my team normally does it, is get it on the whiteboard. Yes, the CRM's there to help, but there's something to say that when you're visually looking at all your hot leads every day, you know you're not going to miss anything because when I come to talk to any client, you know, you should be able to say, you know, well, what's what what's the deal flow looking like? And right away you're going, well, I got 10 things on my board right now that could swing any time to get contracts. Okay, we know that 90% of the chance is going to be on that board into close.
makes sense. Easier to fall through the cracks in the system. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you get hectic and you start getting hundreds and hundreds and then thousands of leads in there. When you're running 10, it, it's pretty easy. But as that builds so i think you've got a lot of stuff really that you've put in place and you're working on really well you know i like the va he's setting appointments great you're doing that you're then linking that back and then he will then set the next appointment and you're running calendars on that no problem we talked about the automation about edging that in you're using one tab but again one way would be is to just simplify it again and and, and make some simple tabs for you so you understand exactly what it's doing because you've put it together yourself and then really it's repetition right and once you have that foundation belt it's pretty simple you just have to do more right if you need more phone calls you need to do more marketing if you want to make more offers you need to talk to more people yeah. if you want to do more follow-up then the other three needs to be happening right and you're exactly right as soon as you get 30 days out you will then be on a cycle where there's more leads that start to come in does that make sense absolutely i'm starting to see that as well yeah and you'll get busier I spoke to a client today and he's like, well, yeah, I was doing great when all my new stuff was coming in. But now the follow-up comes in. It's now like, oh, now I've got to do that and this. And, and, and that will start to, you know, pile up if you don't stay ahead of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what other things? Anything else? I guess I got a couple questions maybe for... Uh you know, efficiency purposes. Do you typically have your VAs, because uh, I know your VAs mainly do your marketing, right? Do you have them text and then call or like, kind of what is uh, what is a mo the most efficient way to kind of push the that new data in and then turn it into a lead at that point? Okay, good question. Again, depending on how many leads you want on a day is, is important to understand, right? Because some people will just start with one marketing. What I look at is that if you're going to spend money, let's say an absentee list, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to uh, do a skip trace on it and you're going to cold call on it, right? You've already paid for that date and you have that data. So what we do is we will cold call in, in, in the auto dialer, right? And then we will bring positive responses over to the CRM. And then we'll also text the list as well in batch, okay, in batchleads.io. If anyone watching this, if you want 5,000 free records, go to batchleads.io slash Gavin. You can get 5,000 free records. Then you can text in there. And then, and then any positive responses, I then move to the CRM, right? So you're doing it in REI, which, which makes sense and you can do. You shouldn't be really probably sending any more than 150 texts using that software. If you use something like Batch, you can definitely do more. So if you have a thousand, uh, a record, a thousand records that you've skip traced, what we do now, instead of calling them, the way we used to do it was I'd call three times. Anything that was left, let's say we started with a thousand, there was 300 that we couldn't reach, right? We bring them out and then we text them, right? Okay. So that would, that's how we used to do it. Now what we do is because we need more leads is that I just say, okay, we're gonna get a few duplicates, not a big deal. So we text everyone and call everyone at the same time. Okay. Right, and then bring leads in. You'll get a couple of duplicates, but what's amazing, Eddie, is we could take 10 people right and we could call everyone we could text everyone and we could send mail to everyone and we'd only get a couple of duplicates okay and the reason being is is that everyone will work their mind works differently to marketing yeah. right i will not respond to a text message like that i will not call you off a postcard but i will answer my phone okay even if it says spam i'll answer it 
I, it's just me. I don't, I don't, people are, oh, I don't know the number. I'm like, well, I don't know the number, but I want to find out who it is. I can always put the phone down, right? That's just the way I work. But other people will do text message and other people will do none of them and they'll call you. So that my point is, is that we only create a couple of, uh, of, of duplicates. So what you can do to your point is call them. If your VA is using REI Simple, I would call them. They didn't answer immediately send the text message. Yeah, that's what they're doing now. So for you, that's what I would do. Until you grow it where you need to be doing more bulk, then you need to probably look at third-party systems to then bring it back into the CRM because they will be able to handle more bulk. Okay. So at at scale, at volume, you believe in having a pre-CRM basically that's generating, that's calling, texting, things of that nature. And then at that point, use REI Simple as a CRM. Right. That's how I do it now. But again, everyone's business. So it doesn't have to be like that. You can do it all inside of REI Simple. But again, depending on how much volume you want to do, then yeah, just think of it about a lead gen, right? You have an auto dialer as a lead gen. You've got a texting software as a lead gen. And then you bring all positive responses into your CRM. And then you work it as a CRM, doing your auto responders, your calls from it, your texts from it, and all them things, all your calendars and tasks and everything that is done in there yes okay so you're really not having to worry about a record versus a lead correct i'm interested in leads i want as many records as i can get and i want to turn them in as many positive leads as i can and bring them into the crm so everything in my crm is a lead it's not a record does that make sense i'm sorry uh that cut out so i was not able to hear your response i'm sorry uh, yeah so uh the way that i have it is that i have all my records outside of the crm everything in my crm is a lead okay yep. but you, what you have is you have records in your crm and you're turning them into leads which is fine i'm just saying on a scalable doing it on bulk you might have to look outside of it okay absolutely Definitely appreciate that. And I've heard of that and seen that work when I worked for that wholesaler and we were, we were doing, you know, probably, you know, a couple thousand text messages at least a day. And we had, you know, three or four or five cold callers calling as well. And he had these various systems. I just, uh, they're kind of expensive uh, (laughs) to be starting out with. Yeah. 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 They are. And that's where you have to get, you know, you got to start somewhere and then yep. when you scale, you can transition and, and understand why you're doing it. Right. So you're on the right track in what you're doing. I'm not saying you need to change, but okay. eventually, again, to, to, to hit the volume that you're going to want to do, that's when you need to be looking at it. Absolutely. Awesome. Right. Awesome, bud. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, good call. Anything else? Uh, no, that, that would really be the, the main kind of sticking points, you know, and I'm sure once I get that down, the next stage, there'll be something else, you know. <laughs> there always is. There always is. Okay. Uh, but keep doing, keep going. You're doing a great job. Just make sure again, and everyone listening, you've got to be on the phone, right? If you're not on the phone, you're not making money. If you're not making offers, you're not making money. If you're not following up, you're not making money. Then things have got to be done consistently to get the results. Awesome. Awesome. All right, bud. Well, I appreciate it. I'll see you as we are recording this on the uh, on the call tomorrow, and we'll go from there. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks, bud. Bye-bye. Bye.